Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello everyone, welcome to another video from Fantasy Football Scout. Look, well, wrong side, look, <laughs> the pictures are up. Might give you a bit of context into uh, how big this room is. It's much bigger than my other study in the last house, so I have to say I'm pretty happy in here. Lots of light and pictures up and the house is starting to look a bit better, uh, which is really nice. So I am going to be talking through um, Brian and Bomo versus Tony. Uh, it's a big decision for a lot of people on the wildcard. Um, I'm going to look at some of the key stats between them, which is really interesting, actually. Uh, talk about which ones I favour, have a look at some of the stats from last season as well, um, and hopefully come to a conclusion about which one uh, to get in any wildcard teams or if people are looking to transfer one in, given they've got a pretty good run uh, coming up. So let's just take a look at that run uh, quickly. So in Game Week 8, Brentford played Chelsea, and then it's a beautiful run of fixtures. Leicester at home, Burnley away. Norwich at home and Newcastle away. They are top of the Fantasy Football Scout fixture ticker uh, from game week nine for attacking returns. So I really think that the majority of kind of, you know, dedicated managers are going to be looking to get one of these guys in. They've been playing really well. Brentford have been a fantastic side to watch. Open games, lots of goals, all the things you want to see from a sort of a newly promoted side. So I'm not going to go into the merits of why we should be selecting Brentford players because I think we all know that when you see a fixture run like this and you've got an attacking team, it's a good idea to tap into one of their assets. So that I will definitely be having at least one Brentford um, attacker in my team. Uh, might even be a case for two. We'll see if we, as we carry on uh, this video. So this is the, let's start with the heat map. So these heat maps are from uh, Fantasy Football Scout. You can go to the members area and you can see these kind of things. You've got Mbuma on the right, on the left and you've got Ivan Tony on the right. Now, I was quite surprised at this. You can see that Tony is taking um, touches, but a lot of them are outside of the box. Uh, he's drifting out to the left. He's operate. He's taking more touches um, around his own kind of penalty area, uh, and you know some of his kind of key uh, play, play places where he's getting the ball are kind of almost on the halfway line on the left hand side of the pitch. Um, whereas Mbomo is taking the uh, the ball a lot further up the pitch and having more touches in the penalty area um, as a result of that as well, kind of in the danger areas, which is kind of what we like uh, to see. So in terms of this, it looks like Tony is is kind of happy to maybe drop a bit deeper and to kind of uh, his link up play with, with Mbomo has been fantastic uh, so far this season. So the two of them are developing a really kind of nice uh, partnership. One thing here is that you can see Tony's sort of main cluster of, of touches is is a bit more central um than Obama's is so you could argue that you know he's he's receiving the ball in in kind of slightly more dangerous places 
um, in that regard because he's kind of in and around the penalty area. And what we're going to see is actually, I think Tony's role um, might be changing a little bit. He's happy to receive the ball there and look to set up teammates who are making runs into the box kind of off him as well. And we saw that in particular in the Arsenal game in the first week of the season where Tony was operating as this kind of like bullish centre forward who was holding the ball up and spraying it rather than being the one to kind of turn and and, and have lots of shots and, and be kind of the biggest threat. So it's interesting to see uh, that the kind of the, the guy who got 30 plus goals last season is now being asked to perhaps operate in a, in a slightly more uh, withdrawn role where he's not just camped in the in the penalty area. I kind of thought going into the season, and I, I admit my, my Brentford knowledge wasn't um, particularly strong, would be that they'd be really looking to play to his strengths in and around the penalty area, get him in the box, get crosses into him, get the ball to him, make things happen. But the fact they've withdrawn him a little bit uh, shows they've got kind of different strategies to use. And on so this this slide here, so this is this is again uh, Tony's uh, touches on the left uh, this season. On the right from Sofa Score, um, I've just grabbed his heat map from uh, last season in the Championship. You can see that he, he the vast majority of his, his touches here are um, are in the penalty area. <laughs> so you can you can see that he he's operating in, in a different way, um, a lot more central as well. So on both sides. So whereas he's kind of looks like he's drifting out to the left a little bit more this season. Uh, last season, he was dropping kind of central to the halfway line for his defensive duties. And then when pushing further up the pitch, he was kind of going kind of either way. So the fact he's dropping a bit over to the left shows that there's been a slight uh, tweak in the tactics they're using uh, for him. But definitely that that touch in the, in the penalty area just shows that last season in the championship, he was really kind of the guy in, in the penalty area. Whereas this year, we haven't really seen that from him uh, so far. So let's take a look at some of the key stats. Uh, so you've got Edwemo at the top. He's uh, 5.5 million um, compared to Tony's 6.3. He's averaging 3.86 points a game compared to Tony's 4.42. So thus far, Tony is outscoring him, um, but it's not by a huge amount. Uh, XG non-pen, I debated whether to do just a general XG because obviously Tony's got the pen and that's a big advantage for him. Um, but if we're talking about kind of open play chances that don't include those, Mbomo is is riding high. I mean, 3.20 compared to Tony's 1.11. So Mbomo is getting better chances, basically. He's, he's, his shots have a higher XG uh, than Tony's that actually don't reflect this gap in the points sort of between them both. Um, Tony scored that penalty, which obviously puts him higher up. Um, but I think Mbomo has been unlucky uh, to not have more returns than he's had uh, so far. When it comes to expected assists, though, I mean, this is where Tony is is, is flying high. I mean, it's, it's really interesting to see this kind of switch. I mean, normally we like our strikers to be scoring goals and our midfielders uh, to be, well, also to be scoring goals, but we're happy with, with them creating chances and things. But here we've got, similar to Jimenez, We've got a striker who is happy to create chances for for teammates, um, and actually, I think that works in the favour of someone like um, Mbomo because he's going to be the one that benefits from Tony's kind of creativity um, that he's he's showing more of this season than perhaps he's shown in previous seasons. Um, expected goal involvement. This is this is based on the xG plus expected assist. This is including the penalties um, as well. So there's not much in it between them both. Tony's a little bit higher um, on that. But the fact Mbomo is so close to him without having penalties shows that he's a real kind of threat around the box. Uh, and minutes per attempt, I mean, there's barely anything. They're, they're 
Mbomo is having a, a chance every uh, having an attempt every 35 minutes, Tony every 39.4. So yeah, not a huge amount in it between those two there. Um, if we look at my favourite stats, so when I'm debating players, these are the three stats that I've historically always looked at. Again, not saying they're the best three. There's loads of new stats. I mean, expected goals and fitness sits weren't around when I started doing this sort of 11, 12 years ago, whatever it was. Um, I like penalty area touches. I like shots in the box and I like chances created. And it's pretty even between the three of them. I mean, Embromo, who I mentioned, um, is, is getting the ball in the more central, or more kind of advanced areas, but not necessarily having a huge amount more touches than Tony is. I think Tony's, I think this just shows though that I would have expected Tony to be the player in this team who would have the most. And the fact that is there with 32 and Tony's there with 29 shows that, well, there's not much in it, but there is a slight sort of um, pushing of of Embromo a bit further forward um, to get him in the box and and creating chances. Uh, Shots in the box, 11 each. So both are happy to kind of take these shots. And Tony's there with 11 chances created to Embromo's eight. The quality of the chances Tony creates tend to be a lot higher Hence the fact he's got this much higher expected assist. So yeah, this this new role he's got as this kind of creator in the team um, is is I think going to keep providing him steady sort of supply of of assists um, as long as there's people there that can finish like in Bromo. Uh, if we look at midfielders, then so this is really interesting as well because I'm I'm going to look at sort of all, all the top ten sort of midfielders and the top ten forwards. Uh, in midfield, you've got Salah with the highest expected goal involvement of 6.46 um, out of seven matches, which is frankly ridiculous. Uh, Mane, 5.56. Jota's there, 3.99. Fernandez there is 3.94. And then who's next? Oh, it's it's old Brian, 3.74. So he's really up there with, with some of these kind of key names. I mean, the Liverpool front three are, are just dominating this list. And then you've got Fernandez there. Um, but the fact in Bromo's there at 3.74. Then you've got Gallagher. At 3.67, which is interesting. Another sort of budget midfielder. Zaha's there at 3.56. He's sort of around the 7 million mark. Uh, Grealish, 3.27. Rafina, 3.25. And Bowen, uh, 3.23. So you've got a couple of midfielders there around the kind of 7 million or under mark. Um, but Embromo is the is the standout. He's got the highest expected goal involvement of all of these um, players sort of under, well, under 7 million, under 8 million, under 9 million. He's, he's an absolute bargain, uh, really given what he's doing uh, so far. Uh, his shots is 11, which compares with the likes of Bruno Fernandes, for example, uh, Gallagher, Grealish. Um, he can't match some Salah or, or Fernandes for chances created, um, but it just shows that his stats are not as good as these players, but his expected goal involvement is is high. So his actual quality of chances he's getting um, are really good. So... If that can continue, then I expect him to just to be an absolutely great option, especially over this run, sort of going forward. Um, looking at forwards, you've got Antonio at the top, uh, 5.46, expected goal involvement. Vardy's there, 4.26. Lukaku, 4.06. And there's Ivan Tony, 3.81. So he's the fourth best striker, in theory, for expected goals involvements so far this season. Uh, Ronaldo's on the list, 3.66, which is pretty impressive considering he's played a couple of less games. Gabriel Jesus is there, 3.26. Calvert-Lewin, 3.23. I mean, Calvert-Lewin's up there. He hasn't played for about four weeks. Um, St. Maximan there, uh, 3.14. Jimenez, 3.10. And Mope, my old mate, at 3.04. So again, you've got a a couple of of budget options here. St. Maximan, Mope um, and Tony featuring the top 10. But it's quite clear that Tony is is the most superior uh, one, especially with the fixtures that are coming and he's playing arguably for the best side um well, i guess you could say brighton this season might be but 
with uh, some rumours going around to uh, some of our players. It's not going to be, oh, well, I'm a bit worried about our future, let's put it that way. Uh, so I think Brentford are the sensible investment here. Uh, summary then. So Tony, he's the best budget striker by quite a distance. Um, I think if I was going to pick one, uh, it would be him. Um, I think Maximan, you know, could potentially rival him, but I, I still, I mean, Newcastle, I've been, uh, look like this, this takeover is going to happen. And I think there's going to be massive upheaval there. I, I can't imagine Bruce will, will stay. They're, they're going to look to be buying players in January. Um, maybe it will be a, a boost for the club and, and, you know, these players will start really stepping up and we'll see a more attacking, more vibrant Newcastle. Um, but I think there could also be a sense of, uh, yeah, a bit of flux going on, state of flux, and, and I'm kind of keen to kind of avoid that as much as I can. So, yeah, Tony's the one for me. Um, he's obviously got the penalties. Uh, he's got a higher goal involvement than Embremo, uh, and he's not going to get rested. He's not going to get subbed. He's not going to get rotated, any of that. I mean, we have seen with Embremo that he's being, um, he's had a couple of 80th minute substitutions and there are options that he can tweak the system to bring in players like Wissa maybe if, if Embromo isn't performing um, I think he's, he's, he's pretty nailed on at the moment given how he's, how he's performing but you know further down the line we, we might see uh, a couple of different tweaks um, the, the main drawback of Tony though is this new role that he's got he, he's not going to be a striker I think he gets anywhere near 15 to 20 goals this season if he carries on playing the way he is um, I think he, he might get somewhere in the region of 10 which would be a pretty good return for a what six point three million forward, but I think if you're expecting him to hit Bamford level high at sixteen seventeen goals, uh, I'm not sure that's going to happen. Be interesting to know if this role kind of carries on throughout the season or whether we see Tony pushed further up. It almost feels like this is the worst case Tony that we're going to see, and he's still doing pretty well. Um, so I'm not too worried by by this to be to be fair. Uh, moving on to Embromo, I mean he's out of position, which is a massive factor in FPL as we all know. We've seen players, you know, in midfield playing playing up front in the past who have gone on to you know have absolutely huge seasons. Josh King is the biggest example. I managed to dodge that train for the entire time uh, it was going, um, but. You know, it almost feels like it's a bit of a gift to have this player at 5.5 be playing out of position for an attacking team. Um, his goal threat is superior. There's, there's no two ways about it. He's, his XG is much higher than, than Tony from, from an open play. So if you're watching a match and you kind of take away the penalties, which you shouldn't really because they're a massive thing, but if you're watching for open play returns, um, I'd put my money on Embuemo being the one to, to benefit from that. He's also slightly cheaper than Tony. Uh, Tony 6.3 and Bremers are at 5.5 still. Um, I think the main drawback with with Bremo though is the position. Uh, well, I mean, it's not in a way because he's out of position, obviously, as I just said, but there are options around uh, his his mark, I think, that are, that are good options. So, I mean, you're, you're using a midfielder space for him and the likes of Rafina, Gallagher, Townsend, uh, Saar. Uh, these are all players who I still think are good are good picks. And there's lots and lots of midfield options that I like the look of. Whereas up front, once you've got Lukaku and Antonio, I'm looking around at other players and I'm thinking it's probably Tony or Jimenez for me. And that's about it. If I go with Embromo and I free up that forward spot, it's probably going to go to a 4.5 bench fodder forward um, who I'm not convinced that I'm going to want. Well, I'm not going to want long term because he's not going to play. And I do like the idea of having some uh, sort of ways of rotating my squad around um, with the wildcard being played. So before this video, um, you might remember I did a wildcard video at the start of the week. I had just Tony 
I have to say, doing the research for this video uh, has really made me think that I need to get Embremo in my team. And looking at Townsend, I'm actually thinking about uh, dropping him and going for Embremo as well as Tony and going with them both. It might not be the best with his Chelsea fixture, but I can play one of them and bench them. And then I can enjoy this run for, for both of them in my team. I think they're both going to offer fantastic value going forward. Um, if Brentford stay in the same system that they're playing, I don't see why they wouldn't because they're playing so well. I think you're getting absolute bargain for your money with, with these two. I think Tony with the penalties, um, the fact there's no real striker contention, but we do actually have some places to move to. So if Tony does go completely off the boil, we can move to Mope, we can move to um, some Maximan, we could move up to Jimenez if we wanted to, uh, sort of maybe fairly easily. But I think he's going to carry on returning well for a, for a 6.3 million forward. And I just, the more I look at Embuemo for 5.5, the more I think if I don't jump on that train now, I'm going to re regret it just like I've done with Josh King, just like I've done with uh, Lundstrom in the past. He, there is no better player, I think, value-wise than, than him. So I will probably be going with both of them now. Uh, maybe I've convinced some of you into doing that too. Maybe I've convinced more of you into going for Embuemo than before. Um, if you like this video, this is a short one. Uh, if you like this kind of style, uh, give it a like, drop some comments below. And I will see you oh, probably next week to do another wildcard draft. Uh, see where my kind of thoughts have gone. Um, and if there's any other videos that you'd like to see on key decisions, let me know. And I'll try and put those together as well. Cheers, guys.